Hey, Mariners, huge win last night. Just a blast. It was fun to be there. I'm going back tomorrow night. They do have a flash sale. You can get in for as little as $9. Go to mariners.com slash flash. Offer ends at midnight tonight, so you can see it happen. You can believe. Maybe you'll run into Jerry Depoto while you're there. Good morning, Jerry. How are you? Hey, Mike. There's a good chance you will, in yep. fact, run into me. Will you be roaming the fan, roaming the stands and talking to people? I will not be. I'll be standing in my typical spot, watching the game, <laughs> jumping up and down, holding my belief sign. There you go, as you should be. I was thinking about that. as uh, I read uh, Greg Bishop's article, which was great. And the the anecdote of you talking to the person saying, hey, you're trading away all my favorite players. It'd be interesting to talk to that person today and, and see what they said about what your team is doing now. Yeah, and this was the idea, you know, to create something new and different. And, you know, and you know, from the, the rhetoric we used for so many years, we wanted to be young and sustainable and athletic and 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 we. I think we have become that. And, you know, whether we can sustain 90-plus wins year in and year out, we still have some work to do, but we're getting there. And and this has been so much fun to watch this group evolve and and to see that the players driving it from the core are players that, that have been or will be here for many years. You know, one of my favorite things about this group has been watching them sacrifice for each other. Can you give me some other? I've seen a few, but what what are some of the examples you've seen of their willingness to sacrifice for one another? There is no bigger example than that for me two nights ago with Tyler Anderson. You know, that is the epitome of it. And I think our bullpen embodies that. It's that, you know, throughout the course of the year, even the fact that we have, you know, three pitchers with 10 or more saves that, no one has the ego that says I have to go first. They all they're all willing to be the driver or the navigator, and when they have to, they ride in the back seat. Uh, we went out and we acquired the the closer from the best team in the American League, and he's right now pitching the seventh inning for us, and he's happy to do it. And um, you know, Paul Seawald has pitched anywhere from early in the game. He was our Tacoma opening day starter, <laughs> and now he's pitching, you know, the most the, the highest leverage innings that we have. This team just has no ego. They pitch in and they do what they're asked to do, and they do it willingly for one another. What did you know about Paul Seawald that the rest of the league didn't? Uh, just that he was a nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it's a, I, I can't I can't give enough credit to Paul Seawald. And you know he he came here to, of his own volition. He wanted to be with the Mariners. He thought we could do something to help him, and you know it was an opportunity for for him and. Obviously, a great opportunity for us. And, you know, all the credit goes to Paul for what he's done and, and really to Rob Marcello and Trent Blank and Pete Woodworth, our pitching coaches, Ari Ronick and our strategists who put together a plan for Paul. Well, he's but talked about still- that, Jerry. That's what I wanted to ask you, because I've heard him say the Mariners had a plan for me. So, so what, what did you see that you could then turn into a plan to get him to where he is now? We saw a pitcher with a good arm and, you know, he has deceptive ride on a fastball when it gets up in the zone. And he has spent most of his time during his Mets years throwing the ball down in the zone. And, you know, different teams have different philosophies, ways of going about it. And we try to adapt our philosophy to the individual player. And, you know, we took the qualities that Paul already had. I I think, you know, with Paul's help, people like Rob and Ari and, 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 Trent, we're able to enhance those qualities. We don't, don't look down, look up, and let's do this with your slider. And and we reshaped the slider. And I want to say we, we are pitching group, reshaped 
the, his slider in such a way that it played very well off his fastball. And I, I think right now you have to qualify him as, as one of the great bullpen stories of 2021, not just the Mariners, but across the, the, the baseball world. And, and he's doing it with all of the same tools he had, just using them in a different way. Well, and I wonder how much of that is the same story, but maybe the opposite in, with with uh, Casey Sadler, who also is one of the best stories in the league this year as a reliever. Yeah, I think Casey was just simple pitch usage and and pitching healthy. You know, we we had a we had the fortune of picking Casey up off waivers. He has you know he, he has been so consistent. Well. well by virtue of 26 consecutive scoreless outings, it's hard to be more consistent to that. But is it, we had the virtue or, or, or fortune of picking him up off of waivers, and it was just simply talking to him about pitch usage. And, you know, as I said, every there is no, you know, one-shoe-fits-all type of, of mentality with us. We look at each player, each pitcher. We determine what we can do to help that pitcher, and then we do it. And, and our coaches have done a wonderful job of implementing it, and our players have done an equally wonderful job of taking it and running with it because yeah. you have to believe to, to get there, and they do. Well, and then, of course, the manager and his willingness to use these guys in the right spots. It's really the whole thing has been incredible to watch as a, as a fan and as a member of the media, and it leads to nights like last night and the reward of Jared Kelnick coming up with that huge two-run double. His last few weeks have been awesome. What's been the turning point for him? Uh, I guess it turned into September, but this really starts, you know, back at, at the start of August. You know, since the start of August, J.K. has been among the best sluggers in our league. You know, his, his ISO power ranks right up there with guys like Nelly Cruz and and uh, Vlad Guerrero Jr. and and, and Aaron Judge. It's, it's he has performed, and you know, this is you know a version of him that we always thought was in there, and it takes players time and. He's, his confidence was very high when the season began. Not shockingly, he had moments where, like anyone, he's going to suffer through some struggle, and and he held his head high and he just kept on battling. And you know, I, I thought it was appropriate to the moment to see him holding that belief sign up last night because he never stopped believing in his own ability. And right now, he's he just kept applying it every day. And again, like we talked about with a Seawald, or like we talked about with Casey Sadler. Uh, Jared took instruction well, and, and Jared DeHart and Tim Laker and Scott, everyone who's who's worked with him on getting back into a, a more upright position, on changing the, the the pitch selection or creating a different focus on his pitch selection, and he took it. You know, this is probably as great an example, uh, not just Jared Kelnick, but our team, but as great an example of of a coaching centric organization that really has, has done a wonderful job this year in getting the most out of our roster of players. Well, I hope you never, ever talk to him about the, his honesty, because I love it. I love how honest he is after games in his conversations, telling us and taking us through his process. I loved this after last night's game. Oh, hold on. Uh, it's a, hold on. I was going to play you the sound. Here, hold on. Let me play this for you. This was Kelnick talking about his double. Uh, I did think it was gone. That's why I only got a double. But, you know, I was looking for a pitch out over the heart of the plate, something up. I didn't want to chase the split down. 2-0 count, that's exactly what I was looking for and put a good swing on it. He's the best, man. He does not lack for confidence. Not enough for confidence. <laughs> and, again, like, even if it didn't work the way he wanted it to work, he'll tell you why it didn't work and, <laughs> and then tell you why it's going to work the next time. And, 
but that's what gives him that, that the ability to overcome, to adapt. To you know, his struggles were very real for a couple of months, and and now for the month of September, I believe by weighted runs created plus, he's our best hitter. And you know, that's a that's an ongoing trend for the last two months. He's he's really starting to show up the way that that we always believed that his skills would, because hey. as we've always thought, the personality is going to drive him. I, I was getting into it with Brock yesterday on our podcast, and he was he was trying to force me to pick an MVP of this team. Do you have an MVP of this team so far? Boy, it's really hard. It, it, it's I, I think JP said it last night post game. It's been a different hero every night, and you know, for us in days or in pockets, I could give you the name of ten different people. But I I think if you're honestly you know sitting down with our players, what has been the difference maker for us? It would be the collective. The, the totality of our bullpen. Mm-hmm. So if I had to pick an MVP, it would be our bullpen guys. They have done a phenomenal job in, in tight games, night after night for 158 games, and they haven't wavered. They've been awesome. That's kind of what I said, actually. I was arguing with them. I said, I don't think this team has one, which is weird, but sort of what's made them fun and different. It, it doesn't feel like it's Robinson Cano carrying a bunch of guys. It feels like a whole group together. Uh, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm glad to hear you say that. I win the argument. I'll go back and tell Brock that. But the uh, <laughs> to the extent that I'm the judge, yes, yes, you are. Yeah, Jerry, you're the official judge on this one. Mitch Haniger is probably one of the names that comes up in any debate, though, about who the MVP is and what he did the last couple of days and the three home runs in two days. Uh, since you are the since you are the general manager as well, now the president of baseball operations, is there anything new regarding his future here with the Mariners? No, no, we've obviously we want Mitch to be here and we've talked about that before, but we'll have any discussions at the appropriate time. I, I don't think this is that time <laughs> we're, we're going to focus on what's happening with the rest of our season, but he's been phenomenal. And, you know, as I said, with the, the conviction about the way our team plays or, or what our bullpen has produced, I don't think there's any question that Mitch should be the comeback player of the year, a, a year and a half missed. And just the fact that he's played every day and whether it's right field or dh his counting stats are unbelievable he like ty france has been hovering or right above an 800 ops all year long and you know to go out there and and, and do that after missing so much time uh, has been unbelievable and and really this last you know two three weeks but specifically this homestand is so fun to see the smile and the emotion coming out of Mitch that we've really never seen this is this is a fun and different version of Mets, and, and that is exciting to watch. Well, and you've also mentioned in that conversation before, I think you said that it, you know, essentially it takes two to tango with any of these deals. You know, how, how much does this run and the fun that these guys seem to be having, how, how much does that affect potentially players, not just willingness, but desire to, to stay here, or as you mentioned with Paul Seawald, come here on their own volition, meaning what not being kidnapped, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I think it makes players want to play here. You know, it's uh, and and I'm pretty sure that if you ask our our guys, most or all of them would say that. It's and and I think that's been a developing trend before. You know, the the fun that has been this this run that we're on, and you know, it's a because of things like Paul Seawald and Drew Steckenrider and and Casey Sadler and the like. We're, we're 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 getting better at, at, and developing a bit of a reputation for for helping players. And, and I think that goes a long way. And, and then inevitably as the, the talent starts to crest and there is some success on the field, like we're experiencing now, other players are attracted by that. 
And I guess for us, first and foremost, which has always been our focus throughout, is finding a way to keep our core players at the core. And, and I think the appropriate time to do that is once the music stops so that you're not creating any distraction for anyone. It's awesome. Well, they seem to be about as focused as a team gets. They have that playoff team kind of vibe to them. Locked in, sharp, sacrificing for each other. Just all the things you tend to expect out of playoff caliber teams. They're doing it right now, and it's a whole heck of a lot of fun to watch. Jerry, thank you. We'll look forward to talking again next week. Good luck here in these next couple days. Thanks a million, Mike.